We'll go ahead and get going. Let me find what today's date is. This is the October 12th, 2023 meeting of the Louisville Metro Land Development and Transportation Committee. This meeting is being conducted in person at the OGL Auditorium, 514 West Liberty Street, as well as by live video teleconference in accordance with KRS Chapter 61. Members of the public were informed of the options of viewing and participating virtually or in person. Public notice has been provided and materials have been re, uh, have been available for review by the public. The following rules are in place for today's meeting. Please silence all cell phones. Please be courteous and respectful to the commissioners and your fellow citizens. Agendas and staff reports are located near the entry of the auditorium on louisville.legistar.com. For those participating virtually, chat messages are not part of the record and not monitored by all members. Please refrain from sending messages to the panel. If you have any questions or if you would like to speak, you may send a message to the host. Today's proceedings are being recorded. Anyone wishing to address the commissions must do so from the podium or virtually. The purpose of the Land Development and Transportation Committee is to review the technical aspects of a proposed development. It is most helpful to this committee if comments and requests are related to specific issues that are technical in nature. For example, traffic, topographical features, drainage and stormwater, parking, orientation or location of structures and other similar items. This meeting is not a public hearing. Cases which require a public hearing before the full planning commission will be reviewed by this committee. And when technical issues have been fully addressed, this committee will set a date for a public hearing. Additional notice of a full public hearing will be sent in accordance with the state statutes and adopted policies. Staff will have five minutes to present a brief summary of each case, including a description of the proposal and an outline of the most important issues. The staff report was provided to the members in advance of today's hearing. Copies of the staff report have been available online. We will not read the staff report into the record. However, the staff report for each case on the agenda is hereby incorporated into the official record of this hearing. Next, the applicant or a representative may have up to 20 minutes to make a statement in support of the application being considered by the Land Development and Transportation Committee. Other persons in support of the application will then be heard. Thereafter, <clears throat> those in opposition to the application will have a total of 25 minutes to offer comments on the proposal. Finally, the applicant or a representative will have five minutes for a rebuttal. During a person's time to speak, he or she may ask questions of any prior speakers or government employee present who has reviewed the case. Each speaker must remain available for questioning. Otherwise, his or her testimony will not be considered. All speakers are asked to state their name and address, including zip code, for the record before making any statements. Any statements related to the cases must be made during the public portion of the hearing. The Land Development and Transportation Committee's deliberation and votings on each case will occur in business session held immediately after the conclusion of testimony related to the case. Roll call, please. Hearn. Here. Bams. Here. Sistrock. Here. First order of business is approval of the minutes of September 28, 2023, Land Development and Transportation Committee minutes. Um, ha commissioners, have you had time to review those minutes? Any questions or 
anyone want to propose a motion? Sure, I, I recommend approval of the um, October, uh, September, September 28, 2023, uh, LDNT minutes. Second. Properly made motion and second. Roll call vote, please. Kern? Yes. Mims? Yes. Sistrunk? Yes. Moving into new business, our first case is 23 zone 0104. It's a change in zoning from R5 single family to OR1 office residential with the district development plan with the binding elements, variances, and waivers. The project name is Linden Professional Office located at 106 Linden Lane. And Jay Luckett is our case manager. We'll turn it over to Jay. Jay Luckett, Office of Planning, 444 South District, 40202. Um, this case was before you all, uh, the uh, August 24th LDNT committee meeting. Um, and at that meeting, there was a request from the board to try to provide additional parking and to think, try to look into moving the parking behind the building. Um, the applicant provide, submitted a couple different plans um, trying to achieve that, uh, but they kept running into issues um, with MSD in particular. Um, Essentially, the grading of this site is such that it currently drains front to back and it would take significant fill and change of the overall grading of the site to try and fix that situation. If you were to add that pavement in the rear, it creates a runoff problem uh, with the adjacent residential property. So um, after a couple of failed attempts, they've come back with this plan that is, is pretty similar to what was previously proposed. The only real difference is they are now showing um, some stacked parking in the existing driveway, uh, which the land development code does allow for office uses as long as it's for employees only. And then they, um, otherwise the plan is essentially unchanged from what was previously presented. There's a, a small shed attached to that garage that proposed to be removed with this plan, but there's no other changes. Uh, staff does find that it is ready for um, the Planning Commission public hearing and uh, the preliminary plan has been approved by uh, MSD and Transportation Planning. Any any questions, Commissioners? So just real quick, uh, the um, problem was uh, drains towards the northeast corner of the property. Apparently, MSD dredged up you know some of their records and found out there may have been some complaints there and. Uh, that would force this applicant to do way more than probably would have been reasonable and rational for. Yeah, essentially, it's kind of like, in, you know, obviously we would normally we want runoff to come to the right of way to be controlled. And if you, you know, when and adding that parking in the front, that's easy enough to do um, to get that grading. And as you adjust that driveway, it goes right out to the right of way behind the back. They're tried some schemes with piping and other things to potentially get it up there, but it's really just difficult to make that happen due to the existing grade is pretty much complete fall from front all the way to the back corner. Just kind of okay. wasn't graded very well whenever I guess it was originally constructed at some point. Sure. Okay. I mean, I, I, the, the previous plan was, was better. It was a better layout, but at the risk of jerkiness applicant around more than what we've already done, I, I think, you know, we probably have to go with what we got to go. Any other questions? Yes, ma'am. No, I, I would just agree with that statement with Commissioner Mims. 
All right. In the, it's in, since there's no other questions, we will go to the applicant, Mr. Podersky. Good afternoon. I'm Charles Podgorski with CRP and Associates, 7321 New LaGrange Road, Suite 111, Louisville, 40222. Uh, we've been here before with uh, parking layout that we had requested to have more parking, and we showed basically four parking spaces in the rear of the property. And we went through MSD and MSD requested us to basically make sure that all the water drains towards Linden Lane. And by doing that, we would have had to raise the backyard uh, two and a half feet to make sure that it drains towards the front. And it was a plus uh, raising the floor of the garage to make sure that the water doesn't get into the garage and still flow back to the rear. So, um, I spoke to uh, MSD and uh, to Tony, and he basically thought that uh, this would be su sufficient for them, and they'll, they're satisfied with this layout. Now, I showed three parking spaces along the driveway, and I'm not, it's not that that's what we want to do, but it, due to the fact there's only one person going to be working in that office, and we, we don't anticipate that many parking. Uh, so many cars coming, but I'm just, I showed that just to, in reference that we could still, uh, we still be able to put three, three, three cars and one car in the garage. So we, we have four car, uh, four parking spaces in a sense, in case of uh, an emergency or whatever, plus a handicap in the front. So uh, obviously that's the best we could do with that, with that lot. And we're requesting that you approve it and uh, we go on with that. Any questions, commissioners? Thank you. I only have Mr. Podersky signed up to speak. Is there anyone signed up to speak online? Okay, hear none. And when is our uh, next public hearing date? November 2nd. Commissioners, do we feel this is ready for a November 2nd public hearing? Hearing consensus, we'll move this to a November 2nd, um, 2023 public hearing. Thank you. Thank you. Our next case on the agenda is 23 extension 0017. It's a request of an extension of expiration. Project name is One Park South, located at 2294 Lexington Road. Case managers, Ethan Lett, then I'll turn it over to you. Thank you, Ethan Lett, Office of Planning Staff. So this is an extension of expiration request for one park south at 2294 Lexington Road. Um, the original development plan was approved in December of 2019 with an expiration date set for 2021. 
In November of 2021, they requested the first extension and it was approved by staff. They've since come back um, to extend that expiration date again, which is why it's before us here today. Uh, the applicant has cited the, uh, the timeline for receiving the necessary approvals um, as well as coordinating project financing as the, as the reason for requiring this extension. Um, and I'll let them elaborate more on what that process entails. So here's a view of the zoning map. You can see it's a plan development as a mix of commercial, residential and office uses in the area. Uh, here's an aerial view, get, give you an idea of the uh, current site conditions. So here's views of the subject site from the corner of Lexington and Grinstead, and then from the corner of uh, Lexington and Etley. Just some, some more uh, street view subject site. Um, so across Grinstead Drive is Cherokee Park, um, and then across Lexington Road, there's some commercial. Here's the development plan that was originally approved. Um, and these are uh, just some of the renderings of the project. So staff finds that the proposal provides good cause as to why the task could not be reasonably completed within the uh, time allotted. Um, and again, this is just due to the considering a project of this scale and the coordination that must be done um, as far as getting those approvals and coordinating financing um, and the timeline again that that entails. So we feel that that's sufficient for justifying the request. Um, so your required actions today are to approve or deny that extension of expiration. Are there any questions? Any questions, commissioners? Well, I have one. Um, just, how many times can you come back for an extension? Because I, I could see this development as complicated and as big as it is probably having to come back another time. Is there is there a limitation on how many times you can do that? I'm not aware. I don't believe there is a limitation. There's, there's not a limitation. It's just anyone after the first one has to come for before you all for approval. Okay, so the first one is kind of an automatic free free uh, ticket. Uh, yeah, that's a, what given by staff or, or basically. Okay, so this one is the first to probably. I don't want to say many, but I, I got to believe considering the financial markets and the complexity of this thing, we're going to see it again for uh, an extension. It's just a you know, tough project. So anyway, okay, that helps. Thank you. Any other questions? Okay, hearing none, I have no one signed up to speak. Do I have a speaker? Uh, no, yep, never mind. <laughs> I'm just a nobody now. You could state your name, uh, address, and zip code. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I'm Bill Barden Warper, Talbot, and Roberts. And can you put a little, I got a real short thing, presentation, whoever's controlling that. 1000 North Hurstbourne Parkway, uh, 40223. Um, represent JDG Triangle Partners. Erika Hodge in the black. She's here today, president of the company. And just in case there are any questions, we have Kent Gute from Mendel Scott is here as well, and Diane Zimmerman prepared the traffic analysis. And um, so you know the dates. The, the, let me just stop on this one for a second, because this is really sort of our best image now, just so you can see what we're what we're working with. So the on the lower left, that's one park south. On the you can keep that image in your mind, then the <laughs> the upper uh Right, that's one park north, but we really consider them both now one project. Um, and the 
one park north that's part of that is on the msd property and we've been waiting a, a sale anticipating a sale from msd to jdg for some time that's uh by msd's request is still delayed a little bit so that's another delay factor that I, I didn't put in my letter. But part of the value of just looking at this, you can see that the that's Grinstead Drive on the lower part of the image there, and then right through the middle, that's Lexington Road. Um, and um, so just looking at that for a second, you can see there's a lot of issues relating to turning lanes, access into the property and so forth. Um, but now we work on this whole thing as though it's a common property. So it's a common stormwater property, a common utility plans, common road plans, and so forth. And then go to the next image, please. Um, this came out of one of the um, pattern books, and this was for One Park South. And at the very top of the slide, that's Lexington Road. When you go to the next image um, at the bottom of this slide that's Lexington Road. Well, they obviously share the same roadway. They share the same uh, ac main access point over there at Etley, which is on the far uh, left of the slide there where there's a would be a signalized intersection there. Um, when you're dealing with, you know, 100 acres, you got a little more room uh, to deal with some of the issues than when you're dealing with two small sites like this. So when you get, for example, to an intersection like that, just getting out some of the geometry worked out on that um post approvals and reviews by the planning commission takes a lot of time and effort so the next image here um that was the letter we uh, we we filed with the uh, extension request next image is just my summary um we did have an old gas station on on the one tire park south property and so we had to apply for go through the state approval process those tanks are removed that site is filled in there was a large sign at the corner um, had to actually get a demo permit. That's actually been removed. We're working on the common utilities, stormwater management, and road access plans uh, that I mentioned. Um, we will be coming back, don't know exactly when, but in the not too distant future with a revised uh, detail plan, just because some of these little tweaks would require us to have a revised plan. We had talked about just filing for a revised plan, just forget the step of a, a new expiration date, but we didn't want the plan to expire while we were trying to get a satisfactory plan in on the revisions. They're small items. They deal with an access on Lexington Road. They deal with the Etley Avenue. They deal with a little bit of circulation on the north site, but um, that's where we are. And when you're dealing with a great big site, uh, like you would with a shopping center, or like we have um, on the One Park North site, we've been uh, involved with anchor tenant discussions, and we're making a lot of important progress on that. But um, that underpins all the financing on the project. So when you're dealing with a half billion dollar project, it, you just don't go down to uh, Republic Bank and ask for a loan. So, uh, you know, the rules on ex expiration dates don't take into account such things, important ones as, as uh, anchor tenants, financing and so forth. So they just take a while. So we really need this and um, we'll keep working on these issues. Uh, We've been honest all along about the efforts we're making toward a, a TIF. This one would be a state TIF, and there's that's continuing efforts as well in that regard. So we're getting closer on all of that. So if you'd give us this extension date, uh, that'll help us to keep the project moving. And with that, I'll take any questions as with Kent or Diane or Erika as respects any of what we're working on right now. Any questions, commissioners? 
Oh, just one thing that you mentioned, Bill. Yes, um, so when you come back for the revised plan, will that be for both north and south? I mean, are you treating this as a composite uh, at this point? Yeah, they came through the rezoning process at different times. So um, there are two different PDD plans. So I don't know if it would be a revision on the north or in the south, or we'll have one for each of them. Uh, so it just depends. There's no reason to keep coming back with every time we do a little tweak. We'd rather just kind of get all the major little tweaks together and then and then file. And so I, uh, at this point, I don't know. We've been taught most of these things have been on the north side, but they could involve the south as well. And when you come back for these revisions, apparently that restarts the clock on the two year uh, extension, presumably, I, uh, I would assume. But uh... Again, and and if and and it's also possible that you know if something happened along the way we'd be back to not having a revised plan. So the fact we don't have it today is we're just not ready to file it yet. Okay, but they're small. There's nothing big. It'll still for public consumption. Yours is going to look exactly like these images you see here. Yeah, and then the only mild concern I have is that during this tolling period where we're you know this project is kind of getting legs underneath it. You know, the properties that you've either acquired or are acquiring get a little, you know, cruddy looking. And uh, so do you, I assume you have some kind of maintenance program for, you know, taking care of the property so they don't get all junked up and, you know, and stuff like that. Right? Is that a question? Yeah. I'm sure that's true, isn't it? Well, the answer is yes, but we'll take a look to see if there's something that you might be specifically referring to and try to. Well, I mean, just everything. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're going concerns still there. Uh, but there was the, cons the, the, the corner. You may have seen a lot of stuff just relative to the tanks being moved at the corner. That didn't look so hot for a while. Yeah. This is the type of stuff. You know, I mean, it, yeah, it's, you kind of keep on waiting and waiting for something right. to happen there. And then all the while, the corner looks continues it, to it, look worse and worse. It's one a lot better, plainly. Yeah. Hopefully, it'll be in our lifetime. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Okay. Hearing none, I have no one else signed up to speak, is it? Okay. I'm not just... Uh, okay, hold on. Oh, yeah, I messed this one up all the way. Okay, hold on. So, Kent, you're here just for support. How about Erica Hodge? Just support. And, okay, we have Phil Samuel here in opposition. Mr. Samuel, if you could just remember, give your name, address, and zip code, please. Uh, Phil, Phil Samuel, 3 Angora Court. 40206. Um, I fully ex expect this committee to, without any second thought, extend it, although Jim's had some good questions. Uh, I also understand the complexity of this large project. And I think Mr. Bardenwerper says, well, we treat this as one project, but it's really still two projects, uh, the north and the south. South is what we're talking about now. Um, but I still um, oppose this extension because I feel that the, the only major reason the applicant has problems with the time frame is because of the funding. 
specifically because they feel they need a TIF, which seems to me politically problematic to be approved. Um, and as Mr. Mims has said, just how many more extensions are they going to need? Uh, and the question arises, why can't they just the applicant build within whatever he can finance without a TIF rather than asking for public assistance? And one of the things that Mr. Barton Warper mentioned, uh, a signal at Etley and Lexington, it's been a while since I looked at it. I did not recall that there was going to be a signal at uh, Etley and Lexington. Maybe I got confused with Etley and uh, Brinstead. That may be what I've confused, but any questions? Any questions, commissioners? Hearing none. Thank you. Thank you. Now, I do believe that's all that I have signed up to speak. So, um, would you like to? Just want to I, I didn't say that financing was the only reason. I said there's a lot of infrastructure planning, and those were our first reasons that we gave. So, I just gave you several good cause reasons for a delay. And, uh, you know, not all projects are the same. This is one of the more complex ones that you've seen in this community for a long time, maybe forever. So, that's it. Thank you. Thank you. Hearing and seeing we have no one else signed up to speak, um, we'll close this public portion. Uh, commissioners, we have to actually have a motion and approval if we want to approve or deny this um, extension request, which is all, um, until December 12, 2025. Comments or any, anyone want to make a motion? Yeah, I'll, I'll take a run at um, and Mr. Chair, and I, I move that we extend this plan for uh, 22 extensions uh, 0017, which is the uh, One Park South project uh, for two-year extension that would um, take it to that, that plan uh, approval until 121225 based on based on the testimony that we've heard today staff report second properly made motion and second roll call vote please Kern yes Mams yes sister yes thank you next case is 23 zone zero one one three. It's a change in zoning from OR1 to C2 with the detailed district development planned and binding elements. Um, project name is 6604 Bargetown Road, located at the same address. Um, the case manager is Dante St. Germain. Before you get going, Dante, I don't show, unless I'm missing something that I have. So, uh, Chris Brown and Tom Keneally. Uh, both signed their speaker forms online. Okay. I just didn't have a chance to print okay. them out for you. That's fine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Go ahead. Hi, Dante St. Germain with Office of Planning Staff, 444 South Fish Street, 40202. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, so as you stated, this is a change in zoning. Current zoning on the property is OR1, which is an office residential zoning district. The proposal is C2, which is the medium to high density commercial zoning district. Detailed district development plan with binding elements. Um, 
there are no waivers or variances being requested on this. Next slide, please. So it's currently developed with a structure that has been historically used for commercial or office uses. No new construction is proposed. Uh, the proposed use on the site is for auto sales. There is a section of the property uh, in the vehicular use area, which is approximately 1,500 square feet, where the sales display area of the vehicles would be. Next slide, please. Uh, so these are the zoning informed districts. It's OR1. It's generally surrounded by C1 and C2. There is that R5A in the back, which is open space for a condo development. Next slide, please. And this is the aerial photograph. Next slide, please. Uh, so this is the applicant's development plan. Everything on the site is existing except for the, uh, the dumpster. Uh, there is a landscape plan, uh, also the bike rack, sorry. Um, there is a landscape plan which is on the property, which uh, does not appear that the property is in compliance with it right now, and that's mentioned in the staff report. They will need to do a new landscape plan uh, if the zoning change is approved, uh, and if it's denied, they would really need to bring the site into compliance with the original landscape plan. Next slide, please. Uh, so this is the subject site as viewed from Bardstown Road. Next slide. And then to the north and south is both non-residential development. Um, there's some institutional, a couple of parcels down uh, to the south. Next slide, please. And then across Bardstown Road is um, also non-residential development. Uh, the bottom picture there is a view at the Stub Street that ends up into the open space, which is part of the condo development. Um, I don't anticipate this substrate ever being extended to the property line. The property line is well past where the street ends. Next slide, please. Uh, so the staff finding is that the case is ready for a public hearing date to be set. And so your required actions today would be to uh, set the public hearing date if you agree with staff. Are there any questions for staff? Questions, commissioners? I hear none. Thank you. You said we have two people signed up to speak and are they in support? Okay. Chris Brown with Bowman 3001 Taylor Springs Drive 40220. I'm on behalf of TK Real Estate LLC. Next slide. So as you can see, this is the property in question here. It's an existing use on the OR1. Just as Dante had said, there's no new construction proposed. It is in a commercial corridor located on Bartstown Road with a mix of C1, C2 along this portion of the corridor. Next slide. And this is the aerial showing the existing property. Next slide. And then views of the subject site. So you can see how it's existing on the property there. And then the non-residential uses to the north and south of it. Next slide, please. This is the additional view as well. Next slide. This is our development plan showing the uh, property remaining as is with no new construction. Next slide, please. These are the display areas. It's approximately 1,500 square feet. The 13 parking spaces, eight display spaces are what's being proposed. The existing buildings, roughly about 3,300 square feet. We show ILA to be provided along the street frontage and the adjacent properties, as you can see, are the mix of C1, C2, 
The only uh, residential is the open space at the rear that Dante had pointed out. It's kind of a finger of open space that comes off of the uh, rear residential development that's significantly located behind the commercial that kind of wraps around it. Next slide. Any questions? Questions, commissioners? Uh, I have a couple, Chris. Mm -hmm. um, is this uh, Kenny Sims's old office building? Okay. And, and the reason I, uh, Kenny took care of my dog. Um, but anyway, um, <laughs> so um, it's just for car sales or uh, uh, you won't have any repair or anything going on there. Is that what I understand? Nope. Would you like me to answer that? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could state your name. Yep. 1414 North Run Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40207. There's a um, car dealer that sells cars online, and to have dealership, all he needs is one office and display. No, there's nothing going on. There'll be a couple cars parked there, and it's mainly just online business transactions. And that probably explains my second question, because, I mean, if it's just car sales, that's a pretty big building from what I re remember, but, but I guess a lot of that operation is just, as you said, you may have a team of people in the office that are selling cars all over the place two people two people yeah I mean, it's usually one but sometimes they'll have two and they're the building's divided into three offices okay so will you continue to have an office use there as well okay i got it all right thank you yeah but in order to have that auto sales on the lot it requires that Sony. yeah mm -hmm. yeah because you have to get a state certificate don't you or, correct yeah okay thank you any other questions Okay. Thank you. Hear, hear none. Thank you. Do we have anyone else signed up to speak? Okay, good. Um, our action here is to set the public hearing date for this case in November 2nd. Um, commissioners, do we feel this is ready for November 2nd? Yeah. Hearing consensus, we will uh, move this to the November 2nd Planning Commission um, meeting. Thank you. Our next case is 23 zone um, 0107, and it's a change in zoning from PRO, planned residential office to PEC, planned employment center with the district development plan with binding elements and waivers. Um, the project name is TEM Group Rezoning, located at 3560 Bashford Avenue, and the case manager is Jay Luckett. I'll turn it over to Jay. <clears throat> Again, Jay, look at planning office planning staff. This is 23 zone 0107 located at 3560 Bashford Avenue. Go to the next slide. Um, the uh, proposal is for a change zoning from PRO planned research office district to planned employment center. Uh, there are two waivers. There's a waiver from uh, Land Development Code 1024B8, which would allow uh, existing pavement and structures to encroach into the 15 foot PEC property perimeter buffer. And also a waiver of LDC of five six B one. That waiver reference number there is wrong. Sorry about that. Uh, to permit the building to have animating features along less than sixty percent of the length of the facade facing Bashford Avenue. There's also a detailed district development plan with binding elements. Um, they're proposing to expand the existing contractor shop with outdoor storage on site. Uh, that is a um, little over two acres in the suburban workplace form district in uh, West Butchel area. 
and the existing access from Bashford Avenue is to remain. Uh, the preliminary plan has been approved by Transportation Planning and MSD. Here's the subject site uh, kind of in context, not too far from Bargetown Road corridor. And you can see there's a, a wide mix of zoning in the area, but if you note, the site is mostly surrounded by PEC zoning to its to two sides of it, with M1 across Bashford Avenue, and then a variety of zonings uh, along uh, Old Shepherd's Law Road or Shepherd's Law Road. And here's the aerial. Um, you can see the right now they kind of have an area of outdoor storage out there. The area of the building expansion is sort of in that area of outdoor storage. Um, you can go on to the next slide. So they're proposing to kind of expand building into that area that's kind of currently outdoor storage. Some of the outdoor storage is to remain around in front of that building and then uh, some new parking um, uh, secured by fencing, parking closer out towards the street there. And uh, they will be providing screening along the front of that parking area adjacent to Bashford Avenue. Go to the next slide. That's kind of what the site currently looks like. Um, I don't have elevations of the building uh, but essentially if you notice there's a binding element saying that they were it would keep it consistent their idea is that it would be an extension of this building off to the right here with basically just a couple more loading docks very similar um, and then that that ends up being the, the reason for that waiver in that usually in the in the suburban marketplace form district they can usually provide trees within 15 foot of the building to for that animating feature but because it's loading docks, you can't really provide trees in that area exactly. Um, but they they will be providing screening in front of the new automobile parking area, which would be in front of the new loading dock. So that would be screened from the public right away by that additional screening that's being provided. You can go to the next slide. And here's some, there's the view from Shepherdsville onto the site. There's, uh, Across Shepherdsville, there's a variety of uses and zones over there. This is um, site to the south. And next slide is a, across um, in the M1 zones across the street. You have this sort of development. You go to the next slide. You have another um, contractor shop of some sort or office to the on the same side of Bashford Avenue. So you go to the next slide. But staff does find that the Proposals ready for the public hearing date to be set, and that would be required action as to set the public hearing date. Questions, commissioners? Uh, I, I have one. Um, is there, I mean, I'm looking at this area. Um, is there any plan, uh, research, or office uses in that PRO? I mean, That's because really not a zoning district we see very often. Um, the PRO kind of allows it allows M1 uses and some office and some commercial uses. It's a limited list. Uh, the PEC would allow up to M2 and, and C1 and all the C1 uses. So, um, I mean, they both have really the main thing is the, the PRO would allow the building and its use, but not the outdoor storage. And so it's kind of non-conforming right now with outdoor storage, similar to its adjacent properties, but that's that's the real driving force, I think, for them is the nature of their businesses that they need that outdoor storage. Sure. Um, and that's what they want to go to the PEC. For. Yeah, and I was you you actually said what I was observing, uh, just riding out there and looking 
I'd, I'd go to Sunbelt and rent a lot of stuff. And, uh, I mean, that's got a bunch of outdoor storage there, and F.W. Owens is next to it. It's got a lot of outdoor items, too. But So that, that clears it up as to what the uh, nature of the request is and why it's being made uh, for the outdoor storage. Yeah, and if you can see the, um, you know, the right now they have that or that proposed parking area. Currently, they have a decent row of evergreens at the edge of their outdoor storage right now. Their intent is to kind of replant a similar kind of evergreen row along the top of that new parking area. And so, you know, with the new loading dock and the outdoor storage being further behind all of that, uh, in staff's opinion, that would be adequately screened. Any other questions? Thank you. Hearing none, um, we will move to um, Nick Prigliasco, and then Nick is Kathy here for questions. You? Okay, yeah. perfect. Uh, Nick Prigliasco, Bartner for Talbot and Roberts, 1000 North Hurstburn Parkway, Louisville, Kentucky, 40223. I have a uh, presentation, if you don't um, mind pulling it up, but uh, this is a, uh, a rezoning. It is, uh, as Jay mentioned, uh, for the proposed changes to the outdoor storage area. Uh, is a case where we had a neighborhood meeting back in July, and there was uh, five people that showed up, and they uh, were all uh, from supportive of the rezoning. So I don't suspect we'll have a lot of people here today uh, because of it. Uh, and partially that relates to the fact that the applicant is a, uh, um, a business that's been there for some time. Um, actually, maybe that this is the case afterwards, so it's uh, the one before that. But it is a business that has been there for some time, and, and what they're proposing to do is a, a building, a, making a building addition to have some of this outdoor storage that's there today to be allowed to have that indoor, as well as to have an additional parking area, and, and to do so all with a, in a way that uh, you know, provides additional landscaping as well to, to buffer it in, a, in addition. Um, I don't know if they... But the uh, one question that was asked, uh, Commissioner Mims, uh, related to the, uh, the PRO zoning, it is a, a different zoning. I don't, we don't run into it that often, uh, and that being a planned uh, research office. Uh, but if you go to the next slide from this one, I'll show you the, um, so the, it's kind of hard to see here, but the, it's kind of a peach color in the middle there, uh, where that entire area was all PRO or planned research office. The parts that are crosshatched have all been rezoned to PEC. I, I assume at some point uh, that there was a, well, I guess at some point, because this is pre-planned certain PRO, this has always been PRO. So it, I guess originally there must have been an idea that this would be a research office. But as it has developed, as you can see, large portions have been rezoned to PEC. There's just a, a few at the bottom there that haven't as of yet. But uh, that is, you know, why we had that, the, different zoning requests today, but it is also surrounded by M1, CM, OTF, PC as well. You go to the next image. It's just an aerial image shows the property its relation to both Shepherdsville Road and Bashford Avenue at the corner there. Uh, Hikes Lane's on the far left of this picture, and then you can see Butchel Bypass on the far right, just for context purposes. You go to the next image. This is a, a zoomed-in version. Uh, it shows the, uh, the building and its layout today. Uh, when, what you see in the bottom left there, a lot of that outdoor storage will now be, with the building, be able to be moved inside as well as additional buffering and screening as well. 
uh, for that. Uh, if you go to the following image, so here's the proposed development plan. Uh, the bottom left of the subject site, you can see the, the dark brown portion, that is the, or the new building or the proposed addition that the Jay was mentioning. Uh, and then um, you can see at the very top left there where the new parking would be. Um, but other than that, the same, the building is all remaining as it is. Uh, and it is again, a, a business that's been there for, for some time. If you go to the next image, say kind of zoomed in version, uh, I did want to show this because there is quite a bit of additional landscaping that's being provided. Uh, on this picture, the dark trees are the existing trees that are there today. Uh, all of the lighter ones are the proposed new trees or new landscaping that is, is being proposed with this. So I'll, along the rear of the property or the bottom of the screen, you see that, but then also even the new parking area will have uh, new shrubs and trees as well uh, all around that. Also, there we have a new pedestrian connection that'll be made at the top right of this image that kind of goes diagonally towards that corner. Uh, that'll be added as well uh, to provide a pedestrian connection that doesn't exist today. Uh, I think these are all important because these are all improvements over what is there today uh, you know, as well. Go to the next image. And this just shows the area that would still um, remain as outdoor storage also is next to the adjoining outdoor storage. Uh, and is, you know, the, the neighboring properties have that storage up to the property line. So the area of the requested waiver, and that's the second of the two waivers as to the uh, LBA buffer is limited to the areas where we would be adjacent to additional uh, storage areas as well. Go to the following image. We've got some site pictures. So this will be looking directly at the site from Bashford Avenue. We go to the next picture. This will be across the street, so directly across Bashford Avenue. It shows that that business there. If you go to the following image, it'll be looking down Bashford Avenue. So this will be looking west, I guess. The site is to the left on this image. And if you go to the following one, the opposite direction, this would be looking towards Shepherdsville Road with the site to the right there. And then if you go to the next image, this would be looking at the site from Shepherdsville Road. Um, this would uh, show some of those existing trees that were shown in dark on there. But again, those additional ones would be added along with the additional landscaping. And then the next image, this would be looking kind of at the site uh, from, I guess, Bashford. Uh, but there will be along the parking area there, there'll be landscaping added as well as a pedestrian connection. And then all the additional buffering of that new building addition, which would be on the right-hand side of this picture. Um, Go to the next image. And again, this will be looking at it kind of almost from the corner there. Um, and if you go one more, I think it's just our site plan. And I'll take any questions you have, but again, it's the, the reason for the rezoning request is because of the change in the outdoor storage with the site really being a presumably non-conforming before then, uh, but do want to make it compliant and, and taking it to the same zoning district as the neighboring properties were as well. And uh, Kathy is here for any questions uh, you may have as well. Questions? Uh, well, yeah, I'm just in terms of orientation. So where where will the outdoor storage kind of be moved to? I mean, I see the the additional building 
uh, that's being proposed? Is it is the outdoor storage is going to be kind of in front of all that, or the uh, the proposed some of the outdoor what is currently outdoor storage will be within the building, so that portion would be moved in. The rest of it would be the lighter white area white. on okay. the bottom. So it'd be right. It won't be right in front of the building because that'll be loading unloading. So it'll be kind of along that. Yeah, right. Exactly there. Um, just the the it's really in the same area that it is today. It's just that um, you know the some of it will be inside a building at this point. So, but it, yeah. but it, uh, but the way the hand was uh, waving there, it, 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 from what I'm understanding, if there's going to be outdoor storage there, it's going to be kind of in back of the building. Is that a correct, correct assumption? Side and back. Got it. All right. Say side, but on this image, it'll be to the left and then to the bottom of it. So, there as well. so today it looks like I'm just looking at an aerial. It looks like there's uh, storage in front. And I know part of it you're going to have to use for vehicle circulation, but just to, you know, guess clarify Commissioner Mims's question, you will not have any storage there, in the front? No, there would be some storage. So it's really almost the lighter white area. It, both, it would be both in front of the building side and back. I, I was saying in front because of the loading, unloading, it won't be directly in front of the building, but it would be that that area that's in the uh, right. Exactly. That's kind of the, the way the image is, is being shown. That would also as well be uh, you know part of that well i guess where i'm going with this nick and not, i don't know if uh, commissioner sistrunk is, is thinking about the same thing i mean not that bashford avenue is you know some kind of you know big time boulevard type of street but it is a public street and if there i mean there's no problem with the, you know i mean obviously truck um parking and and uh, so forth but I mean, if it's going to be all credited up with a, a bunch of outdoor random type storage, I'm, I'm just curious as to whether there should be some type of screening proposition there to kind of block that stuff, that view off from Bashford. Does that make sense? Yes, no, it does. Exactly. I think that is what we have uh, uh, proposed or tried to do. And maybe we can show a better image at the public hearing. But uh, so in the new parking area, that's just the, the top of the screen. Uh, we have all the additional uh, the trees as well as the landscaping along that edge that would all be added as well as the landscaping that would be kind of on the other side but the idea is that that would all be to provide that that screen so that you would uh, not see the uh, the this outdoor storage area and um i understand your question and maybe we could even show that from a uh, the perspective of uh, uh you know i'll say a perspective you know that shows like what how you would see it from the ground level so, so will the new park, will the new parking area be, you know, um, it doesn't look like it would necessarily be connected. Is there a little space in between the new parking area and the and the uh, and the old? Uh, and I may have Kathy also help because we had talked about that. I want to make sure that I answer that correctly. So I may have her, her help answer that question, but it relates to the question of the parking versus the. Kathy Linares, Mendel Scott, 5151 Jefferson Boulevard, 40219. And um, yes, so actually we are, when you see the, as you come into the site, and then you immediately turn right into the parking lot, right, this new parking area, we have this both where we'd be housing uh, trucks, some larger trucks that, were that we have laid out where they'd be pulled up on the right-hand side, so towards the frontage of Bashford. The proposal is to have right in front of that, a, a nice hedge, right? They currently have um, a really um, arborvitae, pretty thick, dense arborvitae hedge now uh, in front of their current storage areas. So if I'm similar in front of this, um, 
you can kind of see there's two like little fingers on the opposite side of that parking. The idea was that they wanted to have this all gated. So all that where the storage was before. So basically in front of the new building addition and then all the way around the, the new parking lot would be enclosed, fenced enclosed. But there would also be an access between that new parking lot and they could actually pull into straight down into or you know towards their storage area into the building. Um, so, like I said, if I don't know if somebody can point to that why that one little area, there's like two little fingers that are sticking up, and then that's where they would pull, come into that uh, new parking lot, and then towards the new building into the where they can unload and load. I got it. Does that help any? It does, it, and uh, it helps clarify my mind. But I guess in terms of getting to the hearing uh, stage, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm going to bring it up, but you may want to be thinking about one a binding element that would be more specific as to the landscape screening uh, there uh, so that this kind of parking storage area is blocked off and then also uh, your willingness to maybe limit it to just parking you know i mean uh, i think what concerns you know a lot of commissioners myself included is when you start to see random junk sitting out in a parking area and it just grows and grows and grows and uh right so i think you know some clarification as to what the um, use of that is i think it would have been more would have been beneficial if you would have had a better view of the actual existing screening so you had an idea of what we also were proposing here because there is actually a nice evergreen screen right now in front of their storage it's, it's set back you know from the road right, right in front of their storage area and so duplicating that i think will be helpful um, but yeah, we can, we can try to address that better. For okay. The next. And if you're going to have storage there, that, I mean, I, I don't want to. Like I know the idea is parking next to the bill uh, next to the right of closest to the right of way. And then the storage would be beyond that. Okay. And then anyway, you can, you know, screen that storage off if it involves and, in, you know, screening the parking off as well. But, you know, I think that's the thing that's going to probably be of concern. Right. We thought it'd be beneficial to go ahead and screen both because we're probably going to have a BUA screening there anyway. So we would just enhance that a little bit more, maybe go a little higher um, and try to get a, a nice look there. Okay. Thank you. And and then just to kind of follow up. So I am looking at the screening is actually this picture was captured in 2021 and it is nice. You don't really see beyond that but to commissioner mims making sure that we're not storing things beyond that because the picture i have has containers to the front side of it right and oh. the idea is to eliminate eliminate the use of containers for storage on the site um for the most part and actually it's kind of a shame is that i didn't catch it in that bottom left corner those are actually containers that have storage and those would be eliminated with that so it it would not be the, we're not looking for the containers to be out there anymore. Sure. And, and, and then the parking, my concern is you're, you're going to have this parking and then people trying to get to the building and trucks going around in both of these areas. Now, and if I heard you right, how's the, what's the safe passage from that furthest point parking back to the building? I'm not sure. I, I I catch. I'm understanding that exactly. So, so you, if I heard you right, you're going to have trucks entering that new parking lot, right? Yeah. And these would be their actual their storage truck delivery type. Okay, so it's not pedestrian parking. It's not. No. Okay. No, all no, right. that's all. 
out on the outside and we're actually eliminating an island that was, I mean an island, a parking space that was closest to Bashford Avenue so we can have some screening there and provide the buffering there. Um, but otherwise all customer parking and employee parking for the most part would be, be you know, outside of the fence enclosed area, which is the new parking and the existing storage area. Okay, so but that's not for employees. That's just for the trucks. Okay, okay, I'm I'm good. Any other questions, commissioners? Well, I guess the waivers seem kind of straightforward. You kind of run into this stuff all the time. That's a waiver uh, of an existing encroachment into the uh, you know landscape buffer area. So uh, understandable. Uh, so I just have to review it when it comes up. Any other questions? Okay, I only had uh, Nick and Kathy signed up to speak. Is anyone signed up to speak online? Okay. Um, with that, commissioners, we have to uh, make a recommendation to move this to the November second. November second. November second. It is. Yeah. It will um, move to the November second, twenty twenty three planning commission meeting. Thank you. Our last case on the agenda. It's case number five, 23 zone 0030 is a change in zoning from R4 single family to R5 single family, R5A and R6 multifamily and C1 commercial with the major preliminary subdivision, general district development plan, a detailed district development plan with mining elements for a grocery store with waivers and variances. Project uh, name and location is 6803 and 6805 Beulah Church Road. Um, the case manager is Jay Luckett. Jay, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, as you said, it's 23 zone 0030 located at 6803 and 6805 Beulah Church Road. The applicant's proposing a change in zoning from R4 single family to a mix of R5, R5A, R6, and C1. Um, there is a variance proposed for the um, on lot the proposed grocery store on lot one uh, to exceed the maximum front yard setback uh, up to a 451 feet. Um, and then there's a waiver to permit a required 30 foot buffer area to overlap an existing utility easement. Uh, there's the general district development plan and major preliminary subdivision plan, as well as a detailed district development plan for lot one. Next slide. Um, the proposed development for a uh, mixed commercial and residential center on a little over 86 acres. Uh, sites currently vacant and heavily treated within the neighborhood form district. Uh, they're proposing a variety of new public roadways uh, to connect through the site, uh, including connecting to several existing sub streets and a proposed um, extension of uh, Cedar Creek Road uh, to eventually connect to a future realignment of Cedar Creek by KYTC at some point down the road in the rear of the site. Go next slide. Um, the commercial developments anchored by a proposed grocery with the associated fuel station. That's lot one. That's the detailed district development plan for today. Um, the center of the site proposes the more dense housing with um, R5A along the north side and then um, some single family homes in R5 along the other portion of the site. Uh, there is some areas of wetlands on the site and most of those are preserved to be um, preserved within the tree preservation areas and open spaces. Next slide. Um, the site is within the bounds of the Highview neighborhood plan. Uh, there will be initial analysis and discussion for that provided at the planning commission. 
and uh, transportation planning and MSD have approved the preliminary development plan. Uh, the Kentucky Transportation Cabinet has asked that the, there be some changes made to the traffic study um, and potential, I think they're still in some discussion with the state as to the timing of certain improvements along Beulah Church Road. I believe there's, the state is on its way to doing improvements in Beulah Church Road, whether this happens or not, but I think it's about of you know, how quickly are they ready to build this? And if they are ready to go before the state's ready to go, then the state wants them to do um, some amount of the improvements themselves along with this construction. So they're still discussing with the state the exact scope of those improvements. Next slide. Here's the subject site uh, just off the Gene Snyder Freeway exit at Beulah Church Road. Uh, Zoned R4, you've got some uh, R5A and R6 uh, kind of uh, patio home type and other homes um, kind of near the site just off the Snyder and then you have mostly R4 uh, other sides of the site. Here's the, you can see the subject site um, and you can note there's a number of stub streets um, connect that, that currently stub into the site and you can see to the rear of the site there's one property that separates this um, from Cedar Creek. And so I think the idea is that there will be a future connection through um, probably in association with some sort of realignment of some of those roadways back there. I think there's long-term plans in several of these areas to, for the state to work on the alignment of some of these roadways. Next slide. So here's the general development plan uh, proposal. Um, you can see there's the, the main long road that goes through there. That's, that's that Cedar Creek connection. Uh, you know, it does stub into the adjacent properties, the adjacent substreets. You've got the, uh, the area on the top up there is the R5B portion. Um, lot one in the front and the areas to the south of that. And along the frontage of Beulah Church is where the commercial is located. You've got R6 located kind of in the center of the site. And then you have some single family homes um, that kind of connect through these connector roads here that stub into adjacent residential. Go to the next slide. Here's the detailed development plan for that um, proposed grocery. And this is the, the variance. Uh, you can note there's a red line there that indicates kind of that variance setback. Uh, maximum setback for this in the neighborhood form district would normally be 150 feet. And they're requesting just over 600 foot setback. Um, and then the other, the waiver is for along the frontage, there's existing um, uh, easements in that area. And they do plan on providing the full 30 foot uh, Parkway buffer, uh, but it would overlap with those existing easements. So that's that other waiver being requested. You can go to the next slide. So here's the some of the proposed elevations provided for the applicant, um, for the grocery tenant, or the grocery anchor in particular. You can go to the next slide. Um, this is a tree canopy exhibit. So basically, all the the entire lot overall, and each individual lot would all have to comply with tree canopy. Um, the way that they are proposing to do this is to provide the tree canopy that would be required for lot one sort of offsite in an area that's kind of contiguous with other tree areas. So they're meeting the tree canopy overall, and then they provided these exhibits that kind of show um, for some of the, especially the, the commercial in the front, rather than meeting, you know, having a discrete 20% of each of those lots, grouping all of that tree canopy in the rear and around the edges of the properties um, to comply with the tree canopy requirements that way. Uh, here's some subjects, photos of the subject site along Beulah Church Road and keep going through these. 
off uh, Damascus Road to the north of the site. Um, then you got a couple of the current stubs that, that end at the street. You can go to the next one. Basketball goal on every stub street, which you know, makes sense. Keep on going. No problem. Um, so here's a, a cross Beulah Church Road. We have this uh, um, kind of patio home or condo community over there. You can go to the next slide. Um, some other views of uh, residential development kind of around the edges of the site. Um, here's uh, some other uh, other res examples of residential development around the site. And more. Keep going. Um, staff does find the proposals ready for the public hearing date to be set. And that the required action, if you agree, would be to set the public hearing date. Questions? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jennifer. Yeah, um, one one quick housekeeping. It looks like on the setback, it's listed as uh, 451 feet, but the plan shows 601. I think it, so it's that, to exceed the 150 foot maximum front yard set by, by up to 451 feet. So 150 foot is the max, 451 feet is the excess. The total setback proposed is 600. Oh, the difference. Okay, never mind. Um, and then I just had some questions on if you've had any correspondence with KYTC on their requests or if that's something that the applicant can. I think the applicant should be able to address that. I have not seen the latest discussions in writing about that. From my understanding, um, I think the state essentially wants them to more or less build out Beulah Church Road from the interchange through the south of their site, um, including the relocation of utilities and things along that side. Um, the applicant will probably have some more information on exactly what KYTC is specifically requesting um, in association with this. Okay, well, let's just hang with that a little bit. Um, and I'm glad Director Kern is here because she may remember uh, another case of, I don't know, came through maybe 10 years ago, South Point Commons, um, which is a big, you know, retail development. And uh, the state had something planned there. Um, it was complicated, mm -hmm. but I think there was some, there was a lot of, you know, um, I, I guess, re, uh, re, staging of the development uh, to kind of coincide with various things going on with the state. So um, um, is that kind of what you remembered in terms of, I mean, either they do it all or the, the, there's got to be a, a certain uh, amount of work done at a certain time. Has that been figured out? I think that's kind of still the ongoing discussion with the state. I think the state is, um, you know, saying that we want this done in this order. And I think maybe the applicants still in some ongoing discussion with the state as to what is reasonable for them to complete along with different stages of their development. So I don't have a full picture of the details of that improvement at this time. Well, then the other thing, um, First of all, is, is we're just reviewing the general plan at this point. Is that right? The general plan, as well as the detailed plan for the grocery store. And so okay. um, essentially, presuming that everything is approved here as presented, um, they would be able to build the single family homes and the grocery store, assuming that they record the plat and do all of those things. Because um, that the general plan subdivision shows the single family lots 
once those are recorded and roadways are recorded and constructed, those can be sold and built. And then they have the detail plan for the grocery store presented as it is intended to be constructed. Um, there is an exhibit in there that shows the rest of the site built out kind of expected highest use. And I think that their traffic study is kind of based on those numbers sure. for assuming all of this is built out to this max level. Um, but yeah, right now they're really the general plan and the grocery store are kind of what's the main thing under consideration. Okay. Right I mean, yeah, so the re rezoning, uh, but I guess, uh, I mean, that's a heavily treed piece of property. I'd hate the thought of moonscaping, you know, the uh, entire 80 or 90 acres of it uh, at one time when there's still, you know, just general plan approval on a good part of it. And yeah. uh, the general plan does contain all of the required tree canopy that would be applicable for the overall site. So in theory, they could still, you know, if they got it approved and, and got the roadways recorded and everything lots, they could clear it and grade it up to their requirements and then have detailed plans come in for each site, assuming that it met all of those overall tree canopy numbers. Um, but you know, each individual detailed site would have to come in for its own review later, um, you know, and need to be consistent with the general plan, obviously. And I'm remembering something in the uh, tree ordinance or the tree canopy requirements. Isn't there a requirement that 20% of the existing trees on a property be uh, retained? Yes. And that's being done here? Yeah, it's being done. It's being done overall. And then, like I said, if you there was that exhibit I showed, and that exhibit in there has got more pages to it. But it breaks down each. So some of the individual lots are meeting that 20% or more on the lot itself. The grocery lot and some of the other ones are not preserving trees on it, but they are preserving trees off-site within the same development and meeting it that way, um, which is permissible as long as it's, you know, the numbers all work. And they, and they presented that exhibit to kind of break down exactly, you know, the requirement for this lot is 1.4 acres, and here it's being preserved on lot six right here in this piece. So not only in terms of the the detail like plan uh, would have to show the grocery store and the single family, but it also have to embrace the, you know, the area that uh, is going to be set aside for tr uh, tree canopy mm -hmm. preservation. Is that? Is yeah. That right? So like, say, for example, track three or four comes in for approval, you know, there's binding, the binding elements would say that, you know, trees shall be preserved in whatever area of one of these other tracks consistent with what was approved on the general plan. Um, okay. uh, you'd mentioned, and I looked on the um, the RES report, I didn't see where those wetlands were, but I think the darker areas on the plans yeah, you, are the, uh, are the, the wetlands. The details, or go to the picture with the, the plan, um, the general plan. Um, it doesn't show up very good on here, but it's really kind of where that cul-de-sac is. It's sort of to the north and south of that cul-de-sac. Um, is where most of the wetlands and they kind of go over into that other area. Basically, all the vast majority of it is in those areas that are being preserved. There's some other areas that pop up as wetlands at the bottom in what is shown as a detention basin area. Okay, and the comp plan doesn't say that you can't encroach into a wetland. You're just going to have to mitigate for it somewhere along the line. Yeah, it's it, mitigated. Is that it, right? You know, the Corps of Engineers would have jurisdiction for any kind of like proposed mitigation for wetlands. Um, you know, but in this case, it does. They they do show the vast majority of the jurisdictional wetlands within TCCA areas. So, other than the than the area that's kind of associated with um, 
detention and drainage kind of within the single family area. Um, yeah, this you zoom in a little bit. It just the scan isn't the best, but it's mostly up here in the preservation areas where that wetland is. Yeah, and it didn't show up on the RES report either. There wasn't an exhibit map yeah. that I saw in the RES uh, report showing the, the wetlands, but I, I think the LD and D plan uh, detail plan did show some darker areas that mm -hmm. look sort of like wetlands. Uh, so then finally, um, the you mentioned something about Cedar Creek and that there was still a piece of property that was needed to be acquired to make that connection. Well, that, that's kind of important, is it not? Because that's where the signalized intersection would be. Uh, yeah, presumably that is the case. Um, you know, I'm not sure about the time frame on, on what that looks like, because there is a private property owner between this property and Cedar Creek. Um, you know, ultimately, if there's going to be realignment and stuff down there, I'm, I'm sure that's a further down the road thing. I think, um, you know, my understanding of the analysis from traffic about, you know, what can and can't be built prior to or with some of those connections, I think, um, you know, the commercial stuff along, uh, along Beulah Church is generally, you know, can be handled with the adequate improvements along Beulah Church Road itself. I think maybe um, there might need to be some limitation on how the percentage of the the, the multifamily um the numbers of units of the multifamily prior to that connection being made back there i'm not sure if we've come to um some final numbers on where that might be uh if we need to limit that at some point no we've not seen very did i, did I read in the traffic uh impacts uh study that they met uh, the eight hour warrant, you know, just, uh, I mean, they've already kind of at the, at the entrance. I thought it was at Cedar Creek, but I, uh, and uh, we'll look forward to what Diane has to say, but, um, and then that assumes everything is built out. So mm -hmm. there's a, you know, there's a lot of this little things that we ought to talk about here. Yeah, I think they're already, they're meeting the, the the signalization warrants at the proposed Cedar Creek at Beulah Church, like so, kind of at the front of the development. Yeah, and that's uh, where the full uh, build out of uh, yeah, the uh, the whole jelly roll. I mean, Arbor Manor Way, I think, yeah. is the small okay. street across there that serves one of those residential communities. Okay, thank you. Sort of be uh, bringing up all these little matters. All right. It's a pretty nice size development. Any other questions? I. This is Laura Ferguson, Assistant County Attorney. I, I don't think this affects today, but I see we're on the proposed detail binding elements for lot one. We've got the reference about proposed lot six is supposed to have the extra trees. But do we also need something on the general plan or on the note or something? Because if somebody just came forward looking at lot six by itself, I'm just trying to make sure they're on notice that they have yeah. this requirement for the lot one trees. So they are required to do a tree canopy preservation plan in association with the general plan and the detail plan mm -hmm. each. And yeah. so there would be, you know, they would need to have an overall tree preservation plan. Um, and those areas would all be delineated as not buildable. Yeah, I was just trying to make sure that we, we could didn't probably come back with something specific to lot six and they didn't look at lot one and were aware. Yeah, that's, I can that's further, the main thing. I can, I can make a note to maybe uh, add some further clarification. Yeah, and I'm not sure whether that's a tweak to the binding elements for the general plan or just a tweak to the plan. Yeah, I mean, I'd be uh, just kind of following up with what um, 
uh, Laura said, uh, you know, if there's not a detailed plan on that, I'd be reluctant to have the trees removed. Uh, and I, I know that's going to drive the developer nuts because they like to, you know, it's more efficient to go in there and moonscape it. And But, you know, sort of like the last, uh, you know, um, one park south, uh, you know, you're, these things are going to take a long time to put together, I would think. But I'll look forward to hearing what the development yeah, has so to say. Maybe you can talk to the developers who they want to say, but I, my thought on that, maybe we, we could think of some kind of binding element that was, you know, um, each de the tree clearing grading for each detail plan site shall not occur until an approved detail plan for that site is approved. And that, that could be a potential binding element to mitigate that concern. Potential, yeah. Any other questions? Okay, hearing none, we'll move to the applicant. Thanks, Jay. Uh, Mr. Chairman, members of the commission, Bill Barden, Warper, Barden, Warper, Talbot, and Roberts, 1000 North Hurstbourne Parkway, 40223. Pat Madden is with me right there. And then we got some helpers here. Uh, and um, from land design and from Traffic engineering, Diane, and so I think everybody's signed in if, if you have questions. Otherwise, I'm going to go through this. Um, I'm go quickly through it. Some of this you've seen from Jay already. Just start with that first one there. I just want to mention, though, we, we go back one. Um, um, this time last year, we were we started our planning and uh, we did our neighborhood meetings in the late fall, uh, November, but uh first thing that we had to do was figure out some issues as you always do at the beginning where are your utilities what's the road conditions before we even start to think about engaging diane or someone like that for a traffic study um just because i've been around a long time i remembered that there'd been a lot of talk about this thing we're going to mention again in a few minutes that we call the cedar creek road extension and so we asked uh Commissioner Peden, who was then running for state Senate, so he wasn't going to repeat himself. So we asked him, you know, I know this has been of a lot of interest to you. So he at the very beginning said, if you're going to do anything on this property, which people had been looking at for years, um, there's a project that's been a, important to me, which is the Cedar Creek Road extension. I think it was always more important to him than it was to a lot of people, but he had funded, as I understand it, and I might be wrong about some of these facts, he had, you know, a funded study that figured out the basic quarter for this and justified the importance for it and that sort of thing. So he said at the beginning, I don't care where, from my limited, as a politician, elected official, I don't care where it comes out, connects with Beulah Church Road, but that's for you to figure out. But it's got to connect with Beulah Church Road and it's got to get to the other side of the property and we'll take it from there, okay? And so that was the first thing that uh, we had to do in our planning was figure out what the most appropriate place was for this road. And once we did that, things sort of naturally started uh, falling into place. We also have, and I'm gonna show you in a second, stub connections to the east and to the south. So when you figure out, we gotta have the road go, you know, right through our property, uh, west to east, east to west, and we got to stub the roads from the south and the and the road from the from the west. It kind of kind of laid out in a natural way here. So go to this aerial view here, and you kind of get that picture. I'm going to show you in a second the stub into the south there, and the stub in 
uh, from to the east. We had a lot of stuff going on up around Damascus Road, and you can see on there Cedar Creek Road, and yeah, we got a little bit of an area uh, to somebody has to connect it ultimately, but we're going to make this sure that it goes through the property because we were told that's uh, what was expected. The other thing, just always look worth looking at, uh, when you look at an aerial, things look different. When you look at these lotting patterns, you say, oh, there's a lot of property around here left for development, but um, most of these are are either developed or single family or large single family lots. Some of those that might look large have like, I won't put it, point it out here, you'll see it on some aerials. You got an MSD sewer plant on it, you got a quarry site. This is, in, my point being, this is one of the larger undeveloped parcels left in in, uh, in Jefferson County. Um, and it's interesting because when you think about how the interchanges of the Snyder have developed, this is one of the last remaining interchanges to be developed. They sort of started in the, mid east and then went to the northeast and then they started coming to the south and uh this one is just happens to be for whatever reasons one of the last interchanges but it is an interchange location no question about it so start going uh, ne next slide some of these will go quicker than others uh so you can see there with the aerial when i mentioned that some of these sites that you see around here that might look on a logic map as being undeveloped you can see the quarry in there uh and you can see where msd has its regional uh, uh uh, uh, treatment plant, and that's always means that, you know, this is an area ripe for development. Uh, Cedar Creek areas, people tend to call this always was, even though people thought it wasn't. Well, you wouldn't have put a cedar, you wouldn't have put a sewer plant here if you weren't going to have development to pay for the cost of that. Go next slide, please. Of course, we got to get our sewers over there. This is the site again, gives you a sense, a little bit better sense of how really this is an infill site. We're surrounded by other residential and and the residential at this interchange comes up pretty close to the interchange, unlike the way some of the other interchanges that develop old Henry or LaGrange Road be an example. Next one, next image. So this is, I'm just showing you, this is from Beulah Church Road onto Rocky Lane and Rocky Lane connects to Damascus Road. And I'll show you why that's kind of important. Up in the upper left, right corner of each of these, you'll see our site map there. So you can get a reference to where we're at, the star being this intersection here, next image. And then this is Damascus. At one of our early neighborhood meetings, folks that lived along here were concerned because we were going to put single-family homes along the uh, right side here of Damascus Lane, which when you look at this, it makes obvious sense. You know, why not have single-family homes on both sides of that? But they, were, they didn't want any part of that. And because there is a tree stand there and a buffer there, and we got tree protection anywhere, we'll show you in a minute, we... we uh, when we went from our early planning to our later planning, we eliminated the lots along here. Next image. Now we're looking south on Bueller Church Road. Um, there's Rocky Lane that I just showed, Jarber Creek Drive. And then when you go a little bit further south and you get to the next image, Arbor Manor uh, Lane, this is more likely place for a major intersection, possibly signalized intersection here. And we can talk more about that if you want. Go a little bit further south down, um, Beulah Church Road. Now, the state, very early in the process, we met with KTC. We were out there. We spent, Kevin and I, a couple hours or more talking about um, their plans, which are uh, funded uh, for improvements of Beulah Church Road from the Snyder Freeway South. Um, and uh, we talked about timing and the whole thing with that. So all of our planning has, uh, since the very beginning of this, has been in consultation with um, uh, KTC, not just 
what are your plans, but you know, how far along are they? Are they funded? Where's the money coming from? All of that. So um, we've been always proceeding along the line of that. They've got a project. They always said, you know, um, as long as, you know, we're ahead of you, we're going to do what we're budgeted and funded to do. And if you get ahead of us, then there may be aspects of this that um, improvements on your side of the road and so forth that we'll ask you to do. Next image, please. So this is one of those stubs, you know, this is always a killer when you get in these neighborhood meetings, people are like, no way, you know, you're not going to do this. So we had to do a lot of talking and I don't know whether anybody likes it, but, you know, part of what we always tell people is, you know, to the extent that a grocery store, for example, is, is, uh, you know, a, a good community service out in this area. Hey, if you live in Adams Run, you know, there's something to be said for the way I do it where I live in Hurstbourne, I don't have to go out on Shelbyville Road to even get to the mall or to Oxmoor Mall. I just drive on our local streets to get over there. And there's something to be said for having that kind of neighbor. This then becomes not just a regional uh, 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 retail center, but it becomes a neighborhood center just by virtue of access to the neighborhood streets. So, but you're independent of the logic of that, it's a requirement of law. So next image, please. Uh, well, that one was to the east, excuse me, this one's to the Fox Chase Road. So you can see the connections in both places. Next image, please. So that was the plan we showed at the neighborhood meeting and hasn't changed all that much other than that. And I'm gonna show you the grocery, which is at the center left, got a little bigger. We eliminated uh, at the sort of the center bottom there, we had what we didn't know at the time, whether it would be office or hotel or hotel or office or senior living that's what we showed early on and um next image please by the time we got around into june um we had eliminated the office idea the hotel idea and the senior living idea and we moved uh our apartments into that area because our retail got larger as we started focusing on the exact anchor for the for the retail center which is a grocery um and you can see from the earlier plan, we eliminated the single family lots along Damascus. That was a concession. And by this point in time in the planning process, where we, we clearly know about, you know, where the wetlands are, we know where the best, you know, the treed areas are. And we, by now at this point in the process, we have very accurate numbers on tree canopy that will be protected, what's there and what'll be protected and so forth. And then the next image, our current plan, um, we made a few more little changes, nailed down the exact size of the grocery, which affected the remaining retail a little bit. We wanna have fuel pumps with that. Um, we've um, increased the sizes of our lots a little bit, uh, um, the single family lots, because there were some issues of relationship between our proposed lots and the existing ones. So that's the plan that um, we're going forward with. And, um, um we can we'll come back to that in a minute next item so this is sort of the progression of that from the november meetings to the june meetings to our current plan you can see how the tree canopy protection we've 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 got a, uh, our hands around that and you just had a lot of discussion on that you can see there where we eliminated office assisted living um retail has grown as we nailed down the kind of grocery and um, the grocery, you know, has actually told us what it wants. Townhomes have always seemed pretty much the same. Multifamily, um, as we eliminated the, uh, I'm going from the bottom to the top, as we've eliminated the hotel office and stuff, 
it has grown and the number of single family lots diminished largely because we eliminated those along the north where we're saving trees, keeping the buffer and placating the residents over there that had strong interest in remaining things remaining the way they are. Next one, please. Next image. There we are with that um, Cedar Creek Road extension clearly shown there. That's the direction that our sewers head to by a pump to get over to the uh, uh, Cedar Creek Regional uh, Treatment uh, uh, Station and um, the adjoining pro the adjoining property owner to the east there, where the uh, right of way would have to be acquired by county or. I don't think it'll be a state project, it'd probably be a metro project. Um, she or he or they showed up, I think it was a she, um, and they're familiar with it. And we talked about that. Their main interest was, you know, somebody isn't just gonna do this without us knowing. And we said, no, no, they, there'll be negotiations down the road and so forth. Um, we've got a, just putting that road through there to be able to complete this project, which was not, our project, that's Metro's project, per what I said at the very beginning that Councilman Peden uh, educated us on at the beginning. Um, it is not critical, uh, that connection is not critical for purposes of our traffic impact study. Uh, our numbers, the ones Diane has run, are all based on their, that connection never existing. But obviously some individual or a bunch of individuals or a whole bunch of traffic planners thought it was a, uh, a good idea to have that someday. There is obviously a logic whenever you can get local traffic off the uh, the interstate system, that's a good idea. Um, and um, some of the residents in the area kind of agreed with it and said, yeah, if you can keep people from cutting through Adams Run, which is a subdivision to the south, and uh, I think the other one might be called uh, Cedar Creek or something to the little bit to the east of that, um, that'd be a good idea. Some people don't think that that'll ever happen. Plainly, there is uh, that going on today. People are, connect, are are trying to get from Bardstown Road to Beulah Church Road and vice versa without getting on the Snyder Freeway. And that's the idea with this connection is just increasing those straight connections. Cedar Creek Road, as you can see, and maybe from the, do I have another aerial here? What's the next item I have? Now, well, an earlier one, if we have to go back to it, but you, Cedar Creek Road is a winding road anyway, but at least the idea is you'd be on a single road. You wouldn't be going from one neighborhood subdivision street to another, to another, another. You'd be between Bardstown Road and um, Beulah Church Road, you'd be on a single road here. So this is just, again, our site plan fitting within the context of the neighborhood. And you can see that when you look at the connection to the south, uh, that stub street and to the east and the Stubb Street and then the Cedar Creek Road. And you you realize we had to put those in before we did anything else. You know, things just sort of logically start falling into place. Obviously have a commercial center at an interchange. And as you move back from the interchange, put your multifamily in close proximity to the uh, retail. So people can, if they want, they can bike or walk to that center. And then you buffer it with the single family uh, up against other single family and then to the north where we don't, we eliminated that single family. That's where our townhomes are. So we had, you know, lots of good discussions. There are people at these neighborhood meetings that don't want anything naturally. We hear that all the time. We get it. But we think that as far as these kind of plans go, when you got enough acreage to really do something, you can really have a nice plan development that sort of fin fills in a big, a pretty big donut hole. And it's very logical when you think about it. Next image, please. 
There we are again. We can come back to that. Bianca is here and can answer specific questions about any of this. Next item. Um, Next image. So what we did here is we kind of laid this out. Uh, we had an architect take some buildings. These aren't the final finished elevations, but there you can see um, to the center left, that's uh, Cedar Creek Road extension going through there. You see those stubs that I told you about earlier, the subdivisions that are to the south and east. Um, and then next image, we'll get down closer. Uh, there's the along, Beulah Church Road, you can see the fuel pumps out front, the uh, grocery uh, store, and then the retail off to the to the uh, right there. We have detention in the in the in the in the very front along uh, uh, Bardstown Road. I mean Beulah Church Road too. You can see the apartments off in the back. Next image. Um, just looking at it from some different angles, we can come back to these at the at the public hearing. There, the image in the lower right shows you where we're looking from. Uh, pictures one and pictures two. Next image. Some of those areas that are just so large green are either detention basin or future outlots. Okay. Um, there's a retail center. That's what Pat would be, you know, he, I mean, he's the developer of this site, but some of this he'd be, you know, continuing to be the, uh, the landlord on other parts of it would be, um, you got a major anchor tenant that kind of runs with the ball at some point on their own. Next image, please. There you can see the grocery there, and the, this this intersection is with uh, Beulah Church Road and uh, and that Cedar Creek Road extension. You can see that's a very significant piece of public infrastructure that Pat's obligated to pay for. So, as to what we do on Beulah Church Road um, and other issues there, what you can afford to do is impacted a lot by what is a huge cost just running through the middle of your project, which. The reason it's designed the way it is is because this was a plan on the county road plans. Next image, please, or metro road plans. There's that Cedar Creek Road extension again. Next image. And um, we'll come back to this. I'm just going to go real quickly to the uh, uh, traffic impact study, which I think is next, is it? Yeah. Skip through a bunch of these until we get to the graded sections. I think page 14, I think, is where I want to go to um, if we can. And um, there we are. So we do our typical thing. We took it out to a, a build out date of 2030. At least that's the plan for right now. And um, you can see the AM and PM, the, uh, the existing, the no build with no development and then the build. And so really what we usually focus on is a comparison of the existing conditions to the build conditions. And, um, you know, we got, Believe it or not, pretty good traffic uh, capacity out here. We got another image there too, the next one. So we can talk about any of these. And what I'll do at this point in time, I'm gonna leave it just at the traffic right now, because if you wanna talk about traffic, Diane will come up first, but if you wanna go back to the plan, I'll get Bianca up here to help me. So with that, I'm gonna move it over to you all to take questions. Questions, commissioners? Well, I'll be interested to hear from Diane because I think traffic does um, represent one of the, you know, significant parts of this plan. Um, I, I think it can be solved. I think it's a matter of when and um, and how much has to be done at a certain time based on what you're building. I mean, Beulah Church, I'm, uh, I said last time I had, we had a project out there. 
uh, it seems to you know work as a county uh, through road. Uh, and so my first question probably to Director Kern, it is, uh, is Cedar Creek Road uh, on some tra uh, metro transportation plan at this point? Yes, so it's a county through road and there is a plan to extend it, but at this point, we don't have any allocated funding or any real schedule for when that would happen. Okay, so it, it, it is, uh, so I'm, uh, I was uh, just wanted to verify that it is on a some county plan, and you know how that goes. I mean, it, it's uh, got to acquire right away. Uh, you know, so what Commissioner Peden said at the beginning, he said that it, when they when he was very active involved in that, I gather uh, probably much of his term of office, which was twenty years or something, he said that it was always contemplated that 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 plan had its best chance of fulfillment when if and when this property came through uh and so he that's the way we planned it even though we didn't necessarily like it as though we'd be responsible for what's within boundaries of our site but not sure. outside yeah but presumably you're going to build cedar creek road as you need it right uh, i mean you're it, not going to build the whole darn thing right uh, right right uh, i would and, assume that's, that's yeah. probably the way that would go yeah you know i'll ask him well Okay, well, it gets into yeah. the, so the, the further discussion. If we do it all at once, then it's yeah. done all at once, yeah. That so then, makes it easier then for Metro to start start thinking about it. So let's just move out to Beale Church Road for a second, because right now, I'm based on uh, driving out there, it's not broken. I mean, it, it right. seems to work pretty well. And I guess I always take the um, Pottery Barn uh, slogan, you know, if you break it, you buy it. And... Uh, Right. And so I think the expectations in this case is when, you know, Beulah Church starts failing, then it's up to the developer to. Yeah, and I'll get Diane up here to explain to, it. But at the very beginning of this, when we were out, Kevin and I originally talking with ATC and we talked to the guy who would know all this stuff. Um, the only thing that was slowing them down was, interestingly, was utilities relocation is because LG&E's only, from the way it was explained to me, I mean, they only schedule a certain number of large utility relocation projects every year and he showed us the schedule for everything in the county in terms of relocations and um you know it's kind of sad that you know you got to wait for just sit around waiting for these things i mean this is independent of this project there's a state project out here and it is funded it's not one of those that you're just dreaming about funding but that's that's sort of the what everybody's waiting for is to get yeah. on that schedule. Now that schedule can be changed and we might be involved in that. I don't know, but uh, so any event, um, the way it's been, and Diane, come on up here just because it's better coming from the sure. horse's mouth. But as I understand it, the, um, we would be initially responsible for the, uh, the based on the level of development we do, which would be starting with the grocery with the limited impacts that we're gonna have. So you wanna talk to that? Um, good afternoon, Diane Zimmerman, 12803 High Meadows Pike. Um, I, I really can't, Bill has said it all correctly at this point. I mean, that what, what the cabinet told Kevin Young and myself two weeks ago in a meeting at District 5 was that they expect, they have purchased all the right-of-way, they have designed it, they are waiting on the utility relocation, which they anticipate to happen in 2028. They anticipate construction to start in 2030 and to be finished 
2032, barring no assistance from us. If that is the case, we will need to build the left turn lane for both of our entrances, which at this point would be the Cedar Creek Road extension and the southern entrance. Okay. So it becomes like any other project. Now that the 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 interesting piece of all this is where the utility poles are relative to the edge of the pavement, and so I I think that I feel like we are still in negotiation with the transportation cabinet about how we make this work. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be the key issue at the hearing. Yes. And, uh, and I'm just anticipating what. Um, our other fellow commissioners are going to ask is that uh, how much are you going to do uh, as part of the phasing of this project and what do you intend to build to mitigate the impacts on the, on the roadways uh, and it, you know it, I mean again Southport and Commons I think that's what I remember I, I went on there is that you know, it was stated uh, had funding in place, and Barrister just kind of sat on their thumbs for a, a while, while the, awaiting you know the uh, the state to do the work out there. You know, before they sure. could continue. And, and you know, I think the planning commission needs to keep in mind that the transportation cabinet will not issue an encroachment permit until they are happy. So. They hold the final card for any access to Beulah Church as far as when any construction can sure. happen. Okay, so, well, all I'm saying right. is that, you know, that's that's going to be key that it's real clear as to, you know, the detailed plan and what's represented on the detail. By the way, I think, I mean, I, I know I'm sounding very negative about this as I was pondering this case. Uh, and thinking if there's been anything like this, um, maybe not in terms of scale, but in terms of the the uh, mixture of uses, the only thing place that comes to mind is Plainview. You know, uh, Plainview had all the, you know, it had commercial, it had office, it had multifamily, it had single family, kind of all wrapped up in one bundle. And you know, looking back on it as a planned development, kind of turned out pretty well, but. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, I guess, a lot of things that had to be solved, you know, along that journey to get things right. And uh, um, so, um, and, you know, I, I think that LD&D has probably figured out the best possible arrangement for hooking in those stub streets. You know, just looking at that I, uh, and trying to think, is there a better way of doing that? They They probably have done as good as what... Yeah, we you know we start out with a bunch of bubble plans, as you know, and you you start figuring out what we have to do, and that isn't always easy because you got to convince sometimes your client, and you got to spend a lot of time with neighbors. Um, we tend to see these things who've been through this a long time pretty quickly, you know, where we're going to end up on this. But you know, then you start fitting in your uses, and is there a possibility of getting a, a tenant to actually do a legitimate retail center, and then you got to try to nail that down, and it's a process. So. You know, the year that we've been into this process is just that's a year that nobody could have really sped up for us, given what you're given, particularly the situation you're always in with utilities in this in this metro area where not criticizing the government. I'm just saying government doesn't have any money to pay for any of these things. Just as an aside, because I spent half my year in South Carolina now, which is as red as Kentucky is. They don't like taxes down there either, but. 
when we when I was on the planning commission for three years, nobody goes through the past those planning commissions ever talks about paying for the public infrastructure. It's always the you know the government's there, and it's because they fund these things. So, interestingly, um, I'm just curious. Uh, apparently, you've negotiated an, an MSD easement through the yes. re remaining parcels to make the Cedar Creek right. And during that discussion, there was never any. Was there any discussion about the right of way as you're we discussed? Well, as I said, the, the person maybe I, I can't remember. There was a major person who said, I own that right of way show on here. And she was at the hearings and we had conversation about that. And we said, listen, at some point in time, you know, now that you can see this, you know, somebody's going to approach you, presumably the government. You know, I don't know when that's going to be if you want to. And since then, we've also had conversations with. An attorney for property owner and stuff. So they're much more as a consequence of our private development aware of this future road plan than I think they maybe ever were. It's my that's my impression. So that's a that's down the road though. But but the, the MSD easement has been acquired. That has, that had to be for us. Otherwise, this was all very speculative. Okay. And we've right. we've recorded uh uh we've uh, we've recorded that so that it's of record, yeah. Okay. Um and then one uh, final question for uh, Diane in the traffic study. Uh, I, I noticed that you had, in terms of your distribution, 30% of the peak hour trips going to the south. Uh, is, I mean, you know, there's some sub, I mean, so explain that to me as to, I mean, that seems like a, a big number uh, or a high percentage, let's put it that way. I'm not really sure how to answer that question for you uh, at this moment. I mean, there. No, it's subjective. Right? It's 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 slightly subjective. I can double check some some math on some of that as to why whether or not that's the appropriate amount. But also, is thirty percent coming from the Dean Snyder and twenty percent coming from the North? So, uh, I thought it was thirty percent of the uh, trips generated that you had going. And towards the south, and it maybe is thirty percent to the south, but but it's fifty percent to the north, oh. and and then a, a fifteen percent to the to the okay. east. So well, I don't know. I'm, just you know, it, I mean, it it's one of those. Well, which way would you push it instead? Yeah. Kind of question. Um, yeah, it may be a cut through over to Menards, you know, or uh, who knows? But I mean, I, yeah. I guess uh, you know, I don't I don't know who else would be thinking about that, but. A lot, there is a lot of residential development, and there's no grocery or gas in well, you know well, everyone what I was lives south of this for five or ten right. miles. This is going to be where they're you're, you're their pulling, destination. So you you pulled that thirty percent based on the, all the, the houses living down in Minor Lane Heights or yeah. Heritage Village or whatever yes. they're calling it. Yeah, uh, that's right. That's a big development. Yeah. Okay. I got it. All right. I had a quick follow up question on the distributions. Um, I've looked at the traffic, but it's been a little bit um is there a percentage that you are showing going all the way uh to the existing cedar creek road and are, are there some assumptions about i i have only assigned five percent of this traffic going towards cedar creek road and and that in my opinion is more the residential traffic probably going to jobs on the bardstown road corridor rather than um people who live on the, in the bardstown road side of cedar creek road coming to shop at this at this uh, development okay just to, when you think about it, it was they already have um uh 
two groceries, Walmart and, and Kroger in that interchange, and then the high the high high what is it called? High feet. Ivy has been approved for that intersection. So they have three groceries there. So right now, if you're looking to a grocery, you either go up to the small one out of outer loop or you get on the Snyder freeway really, or cut through all these neighborhoods and go over toward Bardstown road. So it's an opportunity for people within this sort of, I guess you'd call it lower Cedar Creek area or something to just be able to stay within their neighborhood. And, um, some of those people that might go that direction today wouldn't be going that direction anymore. That's the theory of it, at least. That's why uh, a major grocery anchor is considering this because it's a, it's a good market, unserved. Anything else about any other? Any thing? other questions? You need Bianca for anything, or you're good enough for today? I guess you've had you had discussions with KYTC which I've asked them for an update on what was discussed and what they had asked you to do. I've not received that. Um, so everything's great with their project built out, but is there a defined level of development that you have agreed to with KYTC with only the turn lanes or all of it with only turn lanes? Um, we, we didn't, we don't have a, agreement we I, I think it's sort of an understanding of how this would proceed and if all of this suddenly just came to pass before they did anything that obvious that might change the circumstance you know from their standpoint but um i mean we're trying honestly we always looked at this given the fact that it wasn't just a pie in the sky uh, road plan of theirs but a funded road plan uh, we always looked at it from the standpoint I think that anybody would logically put put uh, would look at it from is that if there is actually for a change actual real government funding that has already occurred, we're going to try to do this as much as possible in coordination with what is coming, because otherwise it becomes, you know, too expensive for this developer to take on to not only build the road through there and then build all the improvements on Bard's on Beulah Church Road. So you see where I'm coming from on it? We'd like to get out of as much of that as possible and do it in, in coordination with the timing of the road project that the state already has funded. Yeah, but I guess to, to follow up on Director Kern's uh, question and what's been kind of the yeah. heart of my yeah. interest is that um, you know, when, when the, when this, when Beulah Church Road starts failing and there becomes, a, you know, a good amount of delay and everything like that, folks are going to be looking back to whatever decision comes out of it. If we, if we approve this, uh, without any phasing plan, then there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be pretty unhappy with what we've done. Uh, and again, that's a big if, uh, whether it's. Yeah, but I guess to we, yeah, to I that to that point is that I think you've got to either you got to come to the hearing, assuming that we we uh, set a hearing date, and it's got to be clear, Bill, as to okay, with the general plan or the detailed plan that we're now asking for, here's what we're doing, yeah. and it is going to be adequate enough to handle. Yeah. And that's not that is not hard for us to do, but I, but I've said this in other circumstances, whether it deals with sewers or whether it deals to roads, is that. But right now we're talking about state high 
highway department. I mean, you know, once we get through all of this planning process, a lot of times you all forget, we still have to get encroachment permits from the, from the highway department and they just don't give those to anybody just because you approved a development plan here. Okay. And I'm, I'm just saying that because it's, because it's true and it's important. And, you know, we could get through the process and they could all of a sudden say, well, you know, because they do have a separate process we go through, you know that, you know, but if you want that phasing, we can do that. It's, it's, it's all within it, your numbers. My concern is that based on, I, I think it's great that you're seeing you're going to work with KYTC and wait on that, but it, it, my takeaway from that statement would be you're agreeing to not have a CO until all the KYTC improvements are done. And you're at the mercy of their schedule. No, no, we're not, yeah, and we're, I don't want to have to come back if that project gets delayed. Just what level of development were they comfortable with, with just the turn lanes? That it, They are saying we have to build it or wait for them, period. There's no in-between. There's no you can build a piece of this. They're saying you must build it all or wait for us to get there. Okay, that's, that's uh, in that's, front of our site. Yeah, that's a big deal. Okay, so so to be clear, that's all the turn lanes at the Cedar Creek Road extension. That's all the turn lanes at the south entrance. That's the turn lane. That's the right end to the fueling center. So you're saying the turn lanes, not the KYTC project. That is all the KYTC project is is a two lane, uh, two way left turn <laughs> lane from from the Gene Snyder, uh, all the way, way to Cooter down to where Cooper Chapel. That, that's all it is. And so, so, so we are either building all of that from our entrance up or and we're not doing anything. I apologize. Anything. Again, I, I wasn't okay. invited to the meeting, so I don't no, know no, what, no. if there was something think, yes. else discussed. So, well, I, and I, 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 that, I mean, that's a big deal. And, uh, yes. and uh, the, the, that's got to be resolved before we get to the hearing. It really needs to be resolved now. Yeah. I was just saying, it has and, to be uh, resolved before we move it to a public hearing. So, you know, we're not, we, we've had so many conversations with them. If you want to see a phasing plan on that, we can, we can bring that. Yeah. Well, in the phasing plan from what I'm hearing, it's the whole well, roll. I think the, let me just take one second to. I think, I think we, we. I want to just do it. I want to just slightly correct, you know, uh, what has been my understanding and Eric's understanding, plan design's understanding, a little bit of what Diane just said. You want to try that? Yeah. Eric Sin, Land Design, Land Design Development, 503 Washburn Avenue. What, what we're doing is we're coming up with alternative. So we're working with the plan that KYTC has already come up with. What we can do along our front is to make it work for our development and work with them. And then once they get their utilities moved and they get their funding and everything set, 
then they could come back and finish. It's not funding, but they could come back and finish on the other side of the road. What we're looking to do is doing everything on our side. So we're trying to figure out work with them to figure out the best way to make that work. Yes, we'll have all that settled when we come back. So yeah, and I don't mean to be a jerk, Bill or Eric uh, or uh, Mr. Madden, but uh, I think we need to have that agreement before we set the hearing. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I know, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I, I'm just trying to get to a yes on this. Yeah, it's definitely a, yeah, a technical matter that I won't, we won't feel comfortable, I think, just based on what uh, Mr. Mims just said until we know. So, first of all, you know, if the if KTC ends up saying, we're talking about a, not not that much of a difference between what Eric said and what was my understanding from the meetings I was in with KTC, what Kevin was in, and what Diane said. And it may very well be that if KTC suddenly says today or tomorrow or at the hearing and says you got to do it all before you can put in anything, that's just the way it is. And that's the point I'm making. It's we can't do what they don't agree to do in that regard, okay? You're gonna receive their input input from them irrespective of anything that we say. And there are times that I suppose, not, not very often if I'm here, but there are times you might be getting conflicting arguments. You're not gonna get in this case. If they end up saying, you know, on second thought, do you gotta do the whole thing before you can put encroachment, that's the way it is. All I'm saying is, we know what that schedule is, what we've worked it out with them. If you wanna see it in writing, we'll get it from them. I can get it quickly from them. Um, it's not going to be, you know, if you set a hearing, I'm going to have that quickly. The only difference of opinion is whether we got we can do as Eric just said, which I think is the case, or whether they're going to say, listen, if you if you beat us by a day, you got to do it all. That's the only question. That's the only question. And by delaying the hearing for us, that isn't solving anybody's problem because I can get that in writing for you. I'm just. I'm just gonna gonna get it in. I'm hoping gonna get it in writing the way that Eric said. But if they say no, we've changed our mind, or you heard us wrong, we're gonna put it in writing the way that, it, that Diane said. Well, yeah. I mean, I just wish it, we'd we'd had it today. Well, you don't. First of all, we come before these things with a whole lot of information and a lot of planning. We don't always anticipate the level of the last question that you're gonna ask, but the answer that we gave you is satisfactory. I just don't have the one thing that you want is in blood today from KTC, but I got to get that answer because you asked it today, but I don't know what advantage it happens by delaying the public hearing. It's far enough in the future that we all have to make plans for. And I would just ask that you set it and I'll get that. We'll get that for you quickly because it's as important to us as it is to you. It's not going to take us long to get it. We already think we have the answer. Yeah. Well, I think you need to get it. Uh, I don't know how the other, uh, it doesn't, you're not serving any, I mean, do what you want. You make these decisions, but you're not serving anybody's purpose by delaying giving us a hearing date that we can start scheduling for and so forth. Because we know the one thing that we need to get to, to be able to bring before the. Uh, I guess I'm just thinking, uh, do we sit in a hearing room for eight hours? I'm not going to wait till that. Uh, I'm going to have you know, it immediately. While we're working out this type of detail. Not gonna, it's going to be done in advance of that. Yeah. Because you've only all you're asking for us is is what has the state decided, and you don't have it in writing today. That's the only thing. Yeah, no, and, and that's that's a big deal. We we need to say okay, <laughs> we're we're going to have this in writing. We're going to have the deal 
that has been made between uh, Eric and Jason, and we're going to have that in writing that explicitly spelled out, or we're only going to approve part of this plan. Uh, that no, we're uh, not going to come before the. I wouldn't take this if I didn't have it. I know it's an important thing. I think the way that I explained it is the way that it's you know very regularly done. You want to see it in writing. We think we already know what it is, but you know if they change their mind on that, we got to go with what they you know they say in the end. And, and there's just that little. The only thing that we're talking about is whether they said, if you beat us by a day, you got to do the whole thing, or we'll let you phase it based on the amount of development you're doing. That's the that's that's the only question. And that's the only reason I ask that you give us the hearing, but you'll have to decide whether it's that. Big and a deal. then what does that phasing look like based on the amount? Well, right now I think it's come down to the way Jim, Mr. Mims summarized that it's, you know, if if it's the way he's apparently thinking it is based on what Diane said, it's that if you decide to do any part of this in advance, you got to make the whole improvement. Or is it the way that Eric and I interpreted it was that we could do a limited amount of development, which is basically the the, the grocery related anchor. You know, without going across the street and making the improvements there, because that's the that's the biggest costliest part of it, which is the relocation of utilities. What the hell is it? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we're there's no secret we would love to avoid the relocation of utilities. I mean, anybody who's been through this development process, and and you guys have, that is a that is tough. And it's a costly, and since it's funded, we would prefer to not do too much of this development to allow that to be done uh, with the state funds that have already been allocated. If in the end the state says that you you have to, if you if you do anything out there, you get to do it all, it's entirely possible we'll just put the whole thing on hold until they're done with their project. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's one thing. You put it all on hold until they're done with the project. Too is that uh, we. Uh, we uh, allow a certain part of this plan to move forward based on the but limited KTC number says. of improvements that you're going to. And that's what KT is going to say. Basically. Okay, but but are you, you know, but are you going to then at that point, uh, you're saying, gosh, we're not going to do all this uh, townhouse development. We're not doing all this multifamily development because those are all in the general areas. If 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 the if parts of the plan, which are things that you just got into, are dependent on on getting the entire project done, yeah, then they would probably come. It's a phased project anyway, but they would probably come later. Yeah. So uh, are those off the table at this point? We don't even consider them for the reason. No, we have to do for financing the project. We're not going to we're not going to turn this into yeah. a, you know, break it up into ten different small lots. We're trying to do a. a there's one piece of property for sale. To be able to do a closing on the piece of property, we got to do a plan for the entirety of the thing, um, you know. And we want to start down that road. And if, for example, parts of it become, you know, the demand is such, and all that sort of thing, to do it all at once, we we already know what our obligation is: is to have this road improvement done there. It's only been a question of how much of it. We can rely on the state to do for how much we got to take on ourselves, given the fact that Pat's already having to fund this Cedar Creek Road extension through the property. Well, I mean, and I, I, I'm not, and I'm not, I don't want to be a developer in the saying I'm not a developer, but uh, that seems to me to fund the whole uh, Cedar, uh, Cedar Creek Road extension through the property when you only need a segment of it seems like a big expense that 
doesn't need to be incurred at this point, and maybe the focus ought to be turned out to Beulah Church Road. But well, again, that's me making. I can have that discussion. I, as you saw at the beginning, I I didn't realize he was actually contemplating it, but for staging reasons and a lot of different reasons, he might be thinking that that there's a there's a reason that makes sense as well. Getting heavy equipment out there. At yeah, I mean, you know, um, I I understand that aspect of it. But. Right. So that's all. I, I, we just ask that because we're going. You've, you've asked the question, and have the follow up conversation. It's not going to be something that's going to take us hard to long to get an answer to this really simple question. It would help us if we just had a plan, a hearing date, or at least we could talk about a date that would that we can start working out with respect to plans that we have to try to make sure everybody's around and working toward that. Okay. So then, uh, so here's here's what I would like to put out for uh, discussion is that. Uh, we set up a hearing date. Uh, we were already you know, probably booked up for November 2nd at this point. What is our next hearing date? So, I mean, theoretically, you could do November 2nd or November 16th is the one following okay, that. So so let's yeah. set up November 16th. Right. Yeah. But you come back uh, two weeks from uh, to this LDT meeting and you have this thing buttoned up with the state. I mean, or we can just provide your uh, Jennifer's office and Beth with that. Well, I mean, I don't know that you need to schedule us for us. So if we just provide them with that, well, we I, I think it'd be nice to okay. uh, come back on. Uh, I'm going to be out today, but uh, that make a difference. Uh, come back two weeks from today with a more explicit, uh, definitive le letter from Jason as to what they're doing or this phasing plan that, okay, we're only gonna do this amount of, uh, of, of development here based on what this, you know, uh, what we're gonna be able to fund relative to left turn lanes only. That's fine. Just if we can limit, you know, whatever we discuss it to, to that rather than starting over again. Well, I, know I, that's helped. the only thing that's bothered me. The, the only thing I have a problem with is what's the purpose in setting the November 16th date other than holding it. If we just say that you come back, then we'll set the November 16th date if we agree. Otherwise, we're we're just... I'm guessing that there's some contractual things that... Uh, there, there always are. And, always, you know, our contracts are always written that we have to perform certain things by certain dates. And if we don't, you can either lose the contract or it costs you a giant amount of money. And so we look at those things as well. And, you know, in a project of this kind, we try to put these things out as far as we can, but we don't set all those dates in the contract. They're negotiated. Yeah, so. But you still run the risk because if we set the I know it. November 16th date, you come back and that's not agreeable, then we, we, we just, well, I just don't have off the table. The, uh, I'm, I'm, I got to get a, a hearing date yet this year. And, you know, once we get into December thing, and Thanksgiving, things start getting a little bit weird. And I don't know what's coming out that would all of a sudden take that 16th date. And now I'm trying to get something in December. If I have that date, we're going to be in okay shape with the contracts that we have to deal with. And it also keeps us on track with all the rest of the schedule. And it's, it's this one thing, which I'm, it may not be, when we come back, we may not have for you the answer that we like, but we'll have an answer that you want. See what I'm saying? And, and if you want us back in two weeks, we'll have that. Yeah, I, I can, I can live with that. I mean, I, I, it's not the best of circumstances, but 
I think uh, we were heading down a, a road uh, based on the three committee members here today that you weren't going to get a hearing date. Let's let's base it on a November 16th hearing date, and you're back here in two weeks with definitive Eric stuff on this roadway stuff, and um, you know what the plan is. With right. the understanding that at that in two weeks, if it's not right. resolved, we can. Then yeah, I, I understand, Mr. Chairman. Okay. That's fine. I get it. So, yeah, I get it. So just a little housekeeping. I want to make sure. So, um, Bill, I know you spoke. Um, Pat Madden, I know you spoke. Dan Zimmerman, I make sure I'm saying his name right. Is it Bianca? I can speak. Are you in? Um, just here for questions. Okay, and then another one for Dan Zimmerman, and then. Has anybody um, that wanted to speak, do I not have a form for you? Okay, perfect. I need a form for you. Yep. Okay. So with that, I, I since there's no one else to speak, no one online, I guess the just want to make sure that Commissioner Kearns agree, because I do. Do you agree with moving this to a November 16th date, however, coming back in two weeks, to discuss the yes and I, I just would like to have some confidence or something that staff can go back and look at in the future that is documented what the expectation is from our partners with the state before they can be fully built out okay perfect so if you you'll also need to continue this case for two weeks and get a consensus and so can i do both can we do both continue and put it on the sure. okay yes so and i think we want to say that in the motion so we need a motion of continuance. So the um, two weeks from today would be the uh, 26th. Okay, so we're going to continue this LDNT um, meeting until uh, October 26, whereupon the developer is going to come back and the development team is going to come back with a uh, very explicit detailed information concerning either the phasing of this project or the uh, arrangements with the state on the Beulah Church Road improvements. And then along with that, we're going to set this for a November 16th Planning Commission hearing, assuming that everything is worked out on the 26th. Does that work? I'm, I'm in I agreement, or do I need a second? Oh, based on the staff report and all the, all that we've heard today. Second. Properly made motion and second. Roll call vote, please. Kern. Yes. Mims. Yes. So strong. Yes. Okay, that is our last case of the day. So. Okay. One final note. I apologize for being late. Uh, I, I, my, you'll, you'll appreciate this. My a normal two hours and 45 minute trip up from Nashville was five hours today. Oh, so. yeah. It was because uh, of weekends ago. Yeah. Now. All right. Very good. And I appreciate the public's understanding too. Thank you. Yes, motion. Thank you. So moved. I did it all.